This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi guys, I'm editing the episode right now and it appears that Hallie's mic wasn't fully plugged in so I have to use her audio from the camera so there will be a slight echo when Hallie speaks but please know that I'm fucking aware of it. Like, <laughs> I get so sensitive about this. You don't need to make a bunch of comments about it. So PSA, I am aware her mic will be plugged in next time. Me and Bran sound totally fine but there's a small echo over Hallie and I apologize. Also another note, I did edit the voicemails to be a little bit sped up so their voices were like changed for the more personal ones. Hi guys, welcome back to, I think this is episode four of Delusional Diaries podcast. I'm Hallie. So sorry, I was like waiting for Carly to speak. <laughs> I know, I had no one to. <laughs> I was like, why are you looking at me? It's not my turn. I think because there's three people here today, it's a little bit different. But I'm Jazz, Brianna is here with us today. Hi guys. Billy, so excited to have you, our bestie. Oh, I'm so excited to like be back, but like it's also different because it's a different podcast now. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, we had you on like when was that? I want to say it was February. Yeah. Um was that it was after we visited Philly. Yes. Because oh. you guys came to Philly and then the weekend after I came to New York. I forget what I was there for. Fashion week. That's oh yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But so much has changed so much since has changed. then. Like, the three of us have all recycled different, like, through relationship statuses, like, went through different, like, phases. Um, serious change. Yeah. 100%. Wait, so you started a podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. So it's actually funny because the two of you were there when this inception started. And I remember this on the bus right here. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to tell them that. Do you guys remember when we went to Firefly? And I was like, guys, like, I just met with this media company that, like, pitched a TV show. Yes. So I showed you guys the deck and everything that they made. We were working with this media company, and it was supposed to be a TV show, which was really exciting. Um, it fell through. Whatever. I kind of knew it was going to. Um, but then we were supposed to develop a podcast with them. So we were doing all these meetings, like, going over all the creative, everything, and... It just wasn't working out like uh, you guys understand like how much work goes into this and like when you're doing it we have four people it just like no one was being treated equally um and we we had a clean break we were just like let's not go forward with this but me and my friends got so hyped up to do it that like i was like guys like i actually like really still want to do this but it was the summer at that point and everyone's traveling in the summer it's not a good time so we kick-started it like really like got down to it in the fall and recorded our first episode like end of october um yeah and there's been the sixth episode came out today yeah it's called thank you it's called between us girlies um you can stream it on apple spotify youtube um yeah i'm really excited no i love the concept that it's just like 
literally your friend group. Yeah. And that's what I was like, because let's face it, everybody has a podcast and it's, it's a very saturated market, but I was just like, I really feel like I can bring something new to it because like you get an influencer perspective from me, but like my three best friends are normal. They all work nine to five jobs. Like, and we've all been friends for like seven years. I've been friends with my roommate, Lindsay for 20 years. She's basically my sister. So I was just like, I think this is going to work. And we recorded one test episode, which if you ever want to start a podcast, highly recommend because it was so awkward. The first episode, we were just getting really comfortable and after that test episode, we were like, could we just film a, a different intro? And it just flowed ever since that. I was going to say, I feel like the biggest complaint with a lot of podcasts and especially new podcasts that influencers start, it's like people being out of touch. And I think yeah. that obviously that's the complete opposite because literally all your friends work nine to five jobs and they have the most like in touch perspective. Yeah. So it really does just feel like like friends just talking shit which I think is a lot of or like just talking about real life and that's what a lot of people like to listen to including myself yeah and that's that's literally exactly what the goal was and it's weird like I think when we first started we thought it was going to be like really really raunchy but like we were just talking last night we were like this is kind of wholesome like we haven't like really talked about like sex or anything too deep and like it's not that we don't want to like maybe that will come up but like we've kind of made it fun like we took a lot of like what people really like on my TikToks, like my pyramid rankings and like the immunity necklace. And we were like, let's just turn these into segments. So it's like, it's kind of just like light. No. Yeah. And I love that. That's the best part. I feel like about having a podcast is everyone's always like, not everyone needs a podcast, but like not everyone needs a TikTok account either. But like when you have like a creative outlet where you're just hanging out with your friends and having a good time and people are relating or not relating and just enjoying it. It's like, what's the big deal? It's like, you're having fun. And that's where it really, I'm glad you mentioned that jazz. Cause that's where it kind of really came from. Like, and I don't know if you guys have been feeling this way too. Like TikTok just wasn't the same this year. Like in terms of like, I've now been doing it for three years and it, it can be really unrewarding sometimes when you like think that something you're putting out there is like really, really good. And the reception just isn't there. And like, because it's such like a niche app like where it's like if I make a video about getting drunk 3 million views if I make a video about mental health 10,000 and that sucks because they're both mental health is way more of an important topic and I feel like I have so much to say about it but the platform and their algorithm is designed to like reward you for making content that your audience followed you for so I was like I need a different outlet where I can like actually talk about serious things that just unfortunately when I talk about them on TikTok they don't they fall on deaf ears yeah I think it's also when you get a new platform you get excited over the little wins when you've like reached like a good amount of views on TikTok when you don't consistently reach them it's like oh you get discouraged but when you have a new platform it's like oh I got 100 likes or 100 listens today and you get really excited yeah and I've just been like trying to get my friends to like get into influencing for so long and I'm like this will be a good first step like if we can like get invited to things as podcast hosts like we can like do more things because I'm 27 now and like it's yeah it's harder to like honestly find time to see people like it's weird like people are moving in with their boyfriends and people are switching jobs and people are moving in general so it's like at least now we have like one time a week where we can hang out and sometimes that's just like all we need to just be like so good to see you yeah I love that what's going on with you guys <laughs> much living life yeah um, we'll go out this weekend for sure. Yeah, I I will just say I've been on my fucking grind. Like I'm a fucking wing woman. Like uh, Hallie was in Miami and I was literally sending her pictures flash on of men at the bar saying vibe or no. Vibe or no. This one question mark like I'm not I was going around flash photography like hey paparazzi here who wants to date my friend basically like without even saying who I, why I was taking a picture of them and she has two dates this week so. 
my god. Okay, queen. Your double date thought. It's literally, oh. it's just like casual vibes. It's nothing. It's nothing, nothing crazy. I'm just like, hey, like, do you want to come out with like me and my friend yeah. and Kevin? Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna tell this story to Brand really fast because it's really fucking funny. And Please you're going do. To die. I was like hesitant on telling it for a second, but this will come out like two weeks from now. It's fine, whatever. So, fresh after my breakup, I'm devastated, and I'm like, I have to get myself back out there. I need to go on a date. I get on Hinge, start swiping, come across the, and it's Hinge is so bad. We've talked about this before. Absolutely awful. I come across this guy. He's actually really cute, normal, nice. I'm like, great. Oh, my God. Amazing. So he's like six foot three. Go on a date with him. Goes well. Like, goes fine. It was it was fine. It was nothing, like, to write home about, but it was fine. I had a good time. I was just, like, glad to get myself back out there and just have, like, made an effort. And so then he – it's, like, Thanksgiving. I go home. Don't see him for, like, almost two weeks because of Thanksgiving. So then – He's like, do you want to go out on this night? I'm like, yes, for sure. Jazz and I were filming the Olive Garden promo video like that day. So we're at Olive Garden and I start drinking at Olive Garden. We're, we took a few shots. Yeah. yeah, because we were for the video. And we, we drank at the shoot also. Oh, yeah, that's true. Kevin got us like the most fucking juice. Like it was literally juice, but it was like wine. And I was like, I will be vomiting this up. In it was fantastic though. It was really good. Kevin's like, you guys are going to like this one. It's like a twist off. <laughs> so anyway, um, so I tell Jazz and Kevin, I'm like, I don't want to go on. The, like I, it was like an hour till my date when we had wrapped the Olive Garden shoot. So I was like, just come back to my apartment. Her dog's already at my apartment. They, they had to get the dogs and bring them home anyway. So I was like, I just come to my date with me. I'm like, I'm going to go on this date. Like he had a reservation. It was just for drinks. And I was like, just come. He'll have no idea that we even know each other. Just go sit far away from me. Like, it doesn't matter. And I'm just feeding delusions like, oh, my God, this is so normal. And Kevin's like, guys, this is not normal. And he's like, fuck, what? Like, whatever. Like, I'm going to end up doing whatever you guys say anyway. Yeah, fully. So I go. And then I, like, Jazz, was, Jazz and Kevin were still at my apartment. I go on the date. And then I'm sitting there. And I see Jazz and Kevin walk in. Like, I literally make, like, the quickest eye contact with them. And they're, like, sitting way far away. Like, I had a normal date with this man. Like, it was nothing. And he was turned around so he didn't see, like, any of this happen. Yeah. And, like, I never spoke to Jazz once at that place. Besides, I went to the bathroom and I literally was just like, hey, whatever. No, she went to the bathroom, comes up behind me, punches the shit out of me. I was... I don't know why I did that. I was really drunk. I'm going to be honest. I was like, I just punch her. I'm like, yay. And then I go back to walk back to sit down with him. And I punch Kevin in the back. I have no idea why I did either of those things. But Jazz texts me. She's like, let's go play pool at Cellar Dog. It's like this bar we would always go to and play pool as couples. So then she's like, for (laughs) old time's sake, like, let's go. I'm like, let's reclaim the bar. Legit. So I'm like, okay. So they, her and Kevin leave, they go to Cellar Dog. And then I tell him, I'm like, hey, do you want to go to this place and play pool? It's like my favorite place. He's like, okay. So we get in an Uber, we go to the pool bar. And I'm standing there in the pool bar, like waiting for a table. And Jazz walks up to me with the most like Anne Hathaway fucking actress shit. I thought you were going to a bar in the East Village. What are you doing here? <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Like, we that's so crazy. I'm running into you. I cannot believe it. I'm, I'm so sorry. Like, I, nice to meet you. I'm Jazz. Like, whatever to her date. Okay, sad. And like, I'm like really like popping off. I'm like, oh, we're waiting for a pool table. Like, I get a text while I'm there. Like, oh, your table's ready. They're like, oh, we're waiting for a table. Oh, I my table's ready. You guys should come play with us. I don't want to intrude on your date, but like come play and he's like okay like yeah i guess like if they have a table ready like why would we wait like let's play so we play pool and like i'm telling him i'm like i i'm just letting you know like i i fucking suck at pool because i do i'm so bad i'm like i'm sorry if you're on my team like i'm sorry 
And somehow I hit three balls in in a row and make us win. I've never done that in my life. It was like actually absurd. Oh. I was so pissed because she's my partner a lot of the time before we met like people that whatever, you know, I'm carrying every time. I'm like, where was this energy when I needed you to help? But yeah. she won. I was devastated. And, and then I'm like, okay, so this is the worst part. I'm like, okay, I'm like, like, let's, I'm going to go back to my apartment. He's like, I'll come with you. And I was not going to sleep with him or anything, but I, and I don't even know why I was just drunk. So I'm like, yeah, I can come back. Like whatever. Jazz's dogs are still at my apartment. So she's like, okay. Oh my God. She's like, <laughs> wait here. I'm going to go to like dilly dally for like 10 minutes here. I'm going to go get my dogs. And then, um, like you can come after. So I'm like, okay. I think I waited enough time. Jazz dilly dally the fuck around in my apartment. She's peeing. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I let all the dogs out to pee, which takes a while. But you shouldn't have done <laughs> I was trying to be, they had to go. Doesn't matter, whatever. So I bring this man back to my apartment. Imagine me opening my door and Jazz and Kevin are just standing in my apartment. And he's like sitting there, like they were like, bye, we're going home to him at the end of this pool like experience. So he's thinking, what the fuck? I, I don't even know how I explained it. I'm just like, oh, crazy. Like, no, I texted Hallie and I was like, hey, like, I'm still here. Just so you know, like, don't come back yet. Then I hear the door open. I'm like standing there with the dog's leashes on about to walk out. Like, so and we're all just it's the most uncomfortable thing you've ever experienced. Granted, I was kind of drunk, so I didn't really give that much of a fuck. Right. But I was just like, oh, I forgot your dogs are here. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I was getting noise complaints. I dropped them off here. I didn't, I forgot. I didn't even think we should be back together. <laughs> the lies, the lie was so good at the bar. It was not good at this point. And uh, Were you able to bounce back? Like, did, did he believe the lie? I don't think so. And <laughs> I don't know. Truthfully, I didn't give a shit. Right. And I was just like, we sat on my couch, talked for like an hour. I don't know if he was like trying to sleep with me or what. I was like not in a place to do that. So because I was just like, you need to leave. Like I just was like, I was just, I don't know. I wanted him to leave. Finally, he did. He was a nice guy. Like absolutely nothing wrong with him. Sweet, sweet, sweet boy. Um, but I have not seen him since. He did text you after though. He texted me after. He said, how was your weekend, Ben? Because, like, days later. And I was like, oh, it's... Or he's like, it was about to start the weekend. He's like, oh, how was your event that you were at? It was Bridget's Luxie Hair Launch, and we all know what happened after that. <laughs> um, I say, I, I text him back that day. I say, oh, it went it went great. How was your weekend, Ben? An hour later, I put all the drama out online. I did not have him follow me on social media, but I would assume it probably got sent to him. He never texted me again. And honestly, so valid. Yep. So valid. I would honestly be like, it's a red flag if you didn't ghost me after that. I, 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 <laughs> I really do. I do. I'm honestly sorry for what I put him through. Even though, like, it, it, I, uh, I don't know. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. It's we a fun, chaotic memory. Friends. Like, that was that. It, it's not, he was not my husband. And I also found out one of my other friends had been on a date with him as well, which was funny. Um, like, a year ago. Like, they had also met on Hinge and just been, like, on a date. So, yeah, that was my one dating experience I've had. Oh, can I just say I, I'm like I'm gonna get sappy here okay. but I'm like I'm very very proud of both of you like I feel like the last time like we recorded it's not like our lives were in shambles we were doing just fine but like I feel like all three of us have grown like significantly since that and like I know you probably don't feel like you're in a great place but I think you're going to get in a great place and I've never seen you so happy like in my life like genuine like 
radiate like joy and i fucking love your boyfriend i will just say that he is so fucking nice um and i watched you cry over some pieces of shit at the (laughs) bar before so i feel like i don't know and like when you guys dropped the olive garden like snip for this i was i was unwell like it was my roman empire for like two days i was just like let me rewatch this like I just feel like everything, like, has fallen into place nicely. I know that probably seems crazy to say to you right now, but, like, I truly believe, like, the universe has everyone's back, and the universe 100% has your back, and, like, you're winning. So I'm just just proud of that. That was so sweet, Bran. I was really excited when you posted a video. You were like, I don't typically, like, like having guests, and people were commenting at me, and I was just like, that's so nice. Like, hey, girls! If you like, if you want to do it, I'll be in New York. No, so, thank I you for like me. You're you're the exact perfect guest that I would love to have on because I, I think a lot of times I don't like when you listen to a podcast for the just the friendship guests. talking shit vibes, and then somebody comes on and it's very out of place, and you have to like interview them, and you're like, I don't care about yeah. them. But you're like literally our friend, and right. it vibes and flows so well. We can just get on and talk like we normally would. Conversation too, and it, yeah. it, it it flows so well. Just like with a camera, like there's chemistry. Like we're you can tell we actually like each other. Like, we know each other. Through. But we asked for voicemails on the podcast Instagram, Delusion, Delusional Diaries podcast, and we're gonna go through a few of them. So yeah. Hi, my name's April. I'm a huge fan of you guys, and. I have a question I want you guys to answer. What are the biggest red flags you have ignored in men? Let me know what you guys think. Bye. You want to start? (laughs) I think every man I've ever spoken to was a walking red flag, to be honest. Um, The biggest ones, I'm going to go with just straight up inconsistency. Like, that's just like, that's just enough right there, then and there. Um the like i'll say something like that's bothering me and like the the disregard for like my feelings that's definitely up there those are good um this goes for friendships too someone who doesn't have any friends is not one that i hear a lot in relationships but there is a reason why People are not dating them, but there's an even bigger reason why they also don't have any friends. That's such a good one. Um, That's all I'm going to say. Another one for me, I think, is when, like, something exciting happens for me and they don't get excited or ask follow-up questions. Yeah, like, doesn't celebrate your win. Yeah, because, like, that shows how the rest of the relationship is going to be, like, as I progress or if bad things happen, like, how, like, they would show up for you. Yeah. I also think, and this ties in with inconsistency because this is like, that's like one of the number one things that makes someone feel this way. But if they're making you feel anxious, like they're making you like really like second guess things. And I feel like a lot of the times that leads from inconsistency. Like one day they'll just stop texting you or one day they just won't want to hang out with you anymore. But like anyone who's not like making you feel like at ease in a very, very like from early on and it's not going away. That's not someone you want to be around because you're just going to feel anxious the whole time. I feel like I also used to confuse like being excited with anxiousness. Yes. And it's like, I don't need to have a happy anxious. I realized like I would much rather be like at ease than happy. anxious. isn't necessarily a good, a good happy type of anxious. It's just, it's still just being anxious. Like I want to feel like calm and myself. Big facts. You have no red flags. I have so many. I can't even put them into words. I, I don't know. My biggest red flag has always been love bombing. And I feel like I always fall victim to it. Because I'm just like, oh. Because it's hard to differentiate 
a love bomb versus just being genuinely really somebody being very interested in you. Because obviously, like, I guess you could have said at the beginning of my previous relationship, if it had not worked out, that would have been love bombing. You know what I'm saying? Because from the start of us dating, we saw each other three or four times a week, but then it obviously progressed into a relationship. So it's hard to know when you're being love bombed versus when you're just really clicking with somebody and spending a lot of time with them. But sometimes there's been things where it's like, babe, you didn't sleep over at his house one time and he thinks you're his, like, wife. And say things. Like, that's, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I get that. So I started talking to this guy through Instagram DMs and initially he was very straightforward with me and asked me for my number and picked up the phone to call me on a date, followed through with the plan, we met up for coffee, and it went really well. So I was super impressed with him. He's a super nice guy, very established in his career, he's a little bit older than me, and we have a lot of mutual friends, and everything that I've heard about him has been super positive, all green flags. Ever since that date, we started consistently going to the gym and working out together, and after about a month of that, I decided to be straightforward with him the way that he was with me and let him know my feelings towards him. He responded with saying that the feelings are mutual, but he's just in a place where he's recently been let down so many times by different girls and doesn't want to get hurt again, so he kind of just wants to take things slowly with me, and if it works out, he'd be all in. After the conversation, I felt really good, but I also felt a little bit of mixed emotions, so I stopped talking to him for a while, and then of course I ran into him at the gym, and ever since that, we started working out again, and things keep progressing. Um, we'll go out to eat, he'll invite me over to his place and cook for me, pick me up and drive me places, um, and he's also met my family because we hang out so much together and we really genuinely have become really great friends. So it feels like things have been progressing, but then again it also feels kind of stagnant, like I want to do more with him than just work out, but I don't know how to get out of this weird, like, almost friend zone thing, like, does he just want to work out, buddy? Or are we more than that? Because why would we be hanging out so much and, like, him want to be seen with me in all these different public places? So I'm just really confused and need y'all's advice. Thank y'all so much. Well, first off, this girl should have a career in TikTok because the fact that she just talked for that long without stumbling over her words, I I could never. I don't think she said like once. No. Like she is so well-spoken. So props to you, girl. I got to know if she wrote it down or not. Maybe she wrote down exactly what she was going to say. If she didn't write it down, I'm the most impressed ever. Even if she did did write it down, still speaking that well. Insane. That would have taken me like eight takes. Okay, I I don't know how old she is, and I don't know if this is an inappropriate question to ask. Like, she, I, I I genuinely just like need to know, like, have you guys kissed? Have you hooked up? Like, what's the vibe? Is it literally just going to the gym and like hanging out, going to dinner? Like, do you guys hook up? I need to know. Maybe she's like seventeen and in high school, so maybe that's an inappropriate question to ask. But I am wondering. Yeah, I'm curious if you think there's like tension there. Because I feel like you can normally tell if there's more than friendship between two people. Yeah. But I also think kind of if he wanted to, he would. But I understand guys can also be anxious and shy and, you know, hesitant to dive into something. But at the same time, if if a guy really wanted to be with you, I feel like he would make that effort. I don't think it would have to be dragged out so long. Yeah, she also asked in it, too, that, like, should she be more direct? And she was originally... And then, like, they kind of stopped. So I'm like, maybe it's probably time for another conversation. Yeah. What I will say, and I don't typically say this after hearing things like this, there's not that many red flags yet. It does seem like there's some good green flags. One being that she knows people that know him and they've said nothing but positives. And two, that 
when she's had this conversation with him before, he was just honest and was like, not really sure right now, like a lot going on. Like, I feel like that is more than a lot of men can communicate. So I do think what she needs to be conscious of is how she's feeling. Like if she's catching the feels, then she needs to take action and she can't necessarily wait for him to take the action because he might not be catching the feels. He said, can we move slow? So like he might be okay with this pace, but she needs to then take it into account. Is she okay with the pace that it's going at? So I feel like for her, don't limit yourself. Don't put all your eggs in his basket. But if you find yourself like not wanting to talk to other people, you don't even want to entertain the idea of going on a date with someone else, then you might need to have another conversation with him. <laughs> what I will say, yeah, I, I would I wouldn't give him like an ultimatum, but I would kind of if you do want to be with him, I would just be so direct because there's no point of wasting all this time and energy if Agreed. you do like him and then it's gonna he's gonna take it at a slow pace and then drag you out for three or four more more months or however long it is until eventually he's like, I don't see a relationship with you and then you're devastated. It's like, just get it over with now, even if it's uncomfortable or scary. I feel like also, too, it seems like they're pretty good friends. Like, figure out if you're okay with just that, because you might just have, like, a really good friend there. But, like, if you want more, like, you should get clear about it before talking and seeing what happens. Yeah. No judgment at all. But the gym thing is interesting to me. Have you guys ever, like, on it, like, as a date, like, gone to the gym with somebody? Um, when... My ex and I were first dating. We would do that, but it kind of was always like, it wasn't like, let's go on a date, but it would be like, hey, after work, do you want to come meet me at the gym? We'll work out together, and then we can go get food somewhere after. We would do like that. Yeah, but keep me, keep us posted on Instagram. I'm very curious of like how this works out or like what happens for... Yeah. Yeah, I'm invested. I know. I do want to know. And I'm curious, like, what do you do for work? Because like, of how you talk, I need to know. I know. Like, please let me know. So well-spoken. So I need advice about what to do when your situationship is giving you mixed signals. Because the guy I'm talking to right now, he, like, initiated things with me. And he added me on socials. He gave me his number. He asked me out twice. I was like, I'm so excited to see you. And then both times canceled last minute for stupid reasons. But then continues to act like nothing happened in person and still flirts with me. And then he'll snap me sometimes. But then if I'm posting on my story, then I'm, like, out. He'll slide up and, like, be like, what are you up to? So, I don't know. Like, very confusing. And I want to know what you do. Bye. I think he would like to have sex with you. <laughs> she could be, like, 17. I get so scared with these. I'm like, they would be like, I, I agree. But She said, when I'm out, I take that as, like, you're out. Okay. It's giving me college. Okay. okay yeah. mm. that's, that's If you are not in college... <laughs> I may take back what I say, but like, if you are like, that's the vibe I would get from like the, I want to go out canceling last minute and then hitting you up when you're out on snap. That kind of gives me me that energy. Yeah. I think that's, that just sounds like so many red flags to me. Yep. I'm hearing Jazz's words of inconsistency just going through my head. That to me is a beautiful explanation of what you were saying earlier. Just like number one, inconsistent, getting really excited, then canceling, and then acting like nothing's happening when like clearly there's been plans canceled multiple times. Girl, I don't like him. He's giving fuck boy. I feel like if you're feeling these things early on where like you're confused and like you're disappointed by things not going the way that they are early on, it's not going to get better. It's just going to get worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have to like... 
I have to say, I do not fuck with the canceling last minute. I think that is such a red flag to me in general. That's one of my red flags. I will I will say, like, I feel like I used to let guys do that a lot where it'd be like, oh, actually, um, whatever. And I would be like, oh, no problem. Like, so flexible. And, but I, I will say, like, I the one date that I, one person that I dated as it went on two dates with the story that I just told in the beginning of this podcast, I was supposed to see him one time before Thanksgiving. And... Um, he, he was like, Hey, I have a dinner. Uh, Could we go after? And then he ended up just honestly, like it was just taking too long. And I felt like it was a little disrespectful. I am in my maturity era now. I I set a boundary. I was like, um, no, sorry. You've taken too long. Like I'm not doing it. And then I think after that, you will know if the guy really, cause he continued to follow up and wanted to see me again. Then obviously I did what I did and I get why he didn't want to see me again. Whatever. We don't have to get into that. But I think when, how someone responds to you setting about not even setting about it but just like having respect for like what I, for, for, but for your time says a lot about that person and if they respond with taking ownership and like I'm so a, sorry and, a, and adjusting and like giving a new plan like that speaks volumes versus like gaslighting basically if there's like two one of two options yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so my humor like in this situation like if i saw this guy out and he canceled on me twice like i would make a joke about him and be like oh you can say hi to me you canceled on the last two plans like i would like playfully call them out and see exactly like if they can laugh with it or like if they get like weird and defensive like chill out like girl you're you're crazy like that's a huge red flag another red flag if you talk about your ex and say like they were crazy <laughs> or well <laughs> but like <laughs> my thing is like if you talk about it to your friends that's so valid on like earlier dates with someone that is the most inappropriate biggest red flag you could do no i agree i think i think completely i don't even think you should bring up your ex in general on a first at least like five dates other than just like so when was the last time you were in a relationship? Oh, th- this. But you shouldn't be giving much more than that about your ex because I, I think that's weird and it's giving you're still hung up on them if you need to talk about them and that they're still that relevant in your life. 100% agree. I mean, I, I think you can talk about things that happened in your past relationship as you get deeper into a new one and as long as you're not making the other person feel insecure and just explain, oh, in my past relationship, this is what had happened. You can tell funny stories, yeah. things like that. If you really truly are over it, and I think you'll be able to tell. Yeah. But if you call anyone crazy, like, I will literally leave the table. That's simply not for me. Rand, you're a big foodie, obviously. And f- you love to eat in Philly. We were talking the other day at the movie premiere how many new restaurants there are in Philly. Yes. I, like, need you guys to come to Philly for a weekend. Which, I mean, you guys came already this year in February. Um, this new restaurant just opened. It's called Almira. And it's Greek Mediterranean food. And I literally sat down and went out to dinner there on Friday. And I was like jazz carly and hallie need to come because first of all we had such a fun night we like did my favorite itinerary get drunk at dinner eat go out my favorite thing ever and i was like this is an instagram spot it's brand new i was like the girls need to come just like to go to this restaurant even if you guys come for like one night like just come um but yeah the food scene in philly i felt so validated when you guys visited me for the first time and i had you like rate everything at the end you were like no the food was 10 out of 10 i was like Yes. No, Philly food is good. No, it's fantastic. I feel like I end up low key on like Philly TikTok because of the because Eagles of and Travis Kelsey, but also and like Jason Kelsey, I get so into it, but I've gotten also like Philly food TikTok. So I've been screenshotting them on my phone to save for when we come visit you. I've been using the app called Pager because it organizes your screenshots, like based off like where you should go, um, all the information for the restaurants. Like I have a list for when we come back. Yes. 
I like need that app. No, it's it's literally so good. Um, we've been using it because it, it basically just makes sense of all your screenshots. You can use it for shopping, for food. Um, if you guys want to download it, you can download it at www.pager.xyz. We'll put the link in the description to this episode and in our Instagram and TikTok bio. I have to start off with saying that Hallie and Jazz, you guys are my idols. Literally obsessed, Hallie. I've been defending you in all these TikTok comments. So here's my question. I downloaded Change for Fun. You know, maybe networking, you get bored, nothing's ever coming out of it. And I've had like way too many matches because I'm not picking. I'm like, okay, great. You want to sign into my DMs? Jason, I'm creepy. Fine, sure, I'll have it. So my question is, how many of those matches do you think can make maybe consider the same hell? I mean, Pins already told me to slow down, but I don't know. It's just like fun. I've been, you know, just using it mainly for networking. So let me guys know what your thoughts are. Anyway, I cannot wait to hear this week's episode. I am obsessed with you guys. Keep slaying. Keep living your life. Bye, you guys. Okay, I just want to know how she's getting so many fucking matches on Hinge. Like, girl, where do you live? I want to move there because I have downloaded Hinge and I literally will get one, maybe one like a week. And it's from like a 37-year-old bald man. Like, it's literally Jason Oppenheim, except without the money. And I'm like, where the fuck are the men? I seriously, Hinge is the worst thing I've ever seen in my actual life. And... I don't know. So that's all I want to know. I, I wouldn't worry about being a hinge hoe. I'd just be happy I'm getting the likes and the matches. Yeah, I guess my thing is like, are you talking to all these people? Like, isn't that hard? Because I personally, like, when I was dating, I had a hard time juggling more than one person at a time. So I can't imagine having all these matches and conversations and not getting confused and mixed up. So I'm curious how you balance it. Yeah, yeah that's, I couldn't go on, I can barely, like, if I go on a date with a guy, barely remember like when we're going on a second date what we talked about on the first date I can't imagine going on multiple dates a week and then having to be like oh my god was this him did I tell him this did I do this one like oh my god I would be horrible about that the worst is when do you guys do that well when I was single I would when I would get their number you don't get your number saved until like you have to pass a mental test I'm like finally saving your number so if I was ever in a time which wasn't frequently where I was talking to maybe two guys at once but neither of their numbers were saved I would accidentally send one text to the other person and I would be like how was work today and they would be like what do you mean I told you I wasn't working today and I'd be like oh that was the other guy oh my god (laughs) messy so messy yeah I couldn't do that I would be horrible yeah I had one instance where I like fully was like yelling at a man because like i told you this and he's like no you did not then i fully realized halfway through the argument that i told someone else that and af- after that one person at a time couldn't handle it. it gave me too much anxiety yeah i mean i would happily take multiple people at a time if multiple people wanted me what do you mean like, i don't mean that in a sexual way i'm so sorry i know i don't mean that in a sexual way i'd happily date multiple people at one time i simply just like can't ever see that being impossible i can barely get one man to want to date me let alone multiple but yeah good for you girl literally slaying the hinge game hi guys love you so much i just wanted to ask a quick question um me and my boyfriend have been together for over a year and a half and his sex drive is generally lower than mine which is fine and we've kind of worked through that but we've recently in the last couple months found out some not fantastic news regarding someone really close to him and his family. And I think that that has affected him mentally. And I don't think he's really gone through something like this before. And I have noticed that it's affected um, our sex life, which I mean, I'm not going to sound horrible. I understand that obviously if you're going through something, you're not going to be wanting to 
partake in anything like that, but it's been a couple of months and I'm still kind of struggling with intimacy and I just don't know how to bring it up in a gentle way in a conversation that doesn't, you know, feel like I'm, I don't know, I'm just, I feel like I'm being selfish, but it is an important part of a relationship and I just would wonder how you guys would go about bringing up this topic because um, I'm a little lost right now. So I'd appreciate your help. Thank you so much. Bye guys. First of all, like, I think like you're a good person for like recognizing like this is important in a relationship, but like he has stuff going on and like all the, you, all the pieces of, like are like good. It's like good for you for like being like, you're like, you're a good person, but like that sucks. Um, I haven't had that situation myself, but I would, I don't even know where to start. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. And everything she's feeling is valid. Like it's valid to feel like, ugh, like i I'm horny, like, and I, you know, want to have sex with my boyfriend who I love. Um, That's valid. And it's also valid to then say that and be like, but that's selfish of me. And it's not selfish of you to feel that way. Because if it was truly selfish, you wouldn't be having this dilemma. You know, you're having this dilemma because, as Jess said, you're a good person. And kudos to you for, like, acknowledging, like, the situation. And it is a shitty situation. I've also never dealt with this, but... I think what I would do, and she mentioned it's been a few months, which for me is a long enough time, like going a few months without sex. Like I understand why that would be stressful for some people. So I feel like a conversation has to be had, but in a very delicate way that you're showing your partner exactly what you just showed us, which is that you completely acknowledge what's going on with them. You understand and you do not want to come off as selfish but you still are in this relationship too. And your needs are still needs. And while they might not be as prioritized as your significant others, they're still there. So figure out a way where you guys can meet in the middle. What can I do for you to make you feel more comfortable? How can I help you be more intimate? Like, let's work on this together rather than coming at him and be like, we haven't fucked in two months. Like, fuck you, dude. Like that would be horrible. Yeah, I agree with all of that. I think she said that they he already has a lower sex drive than her, which I think is sometimes hard in a relationship. Definitely. And I'm not saying that he's using this as an excuse by any means, but it could just be an easy kind of cop out as well. I That's don't know true. The situation, so I'm not. But that would definitely be a stressful thing for me so I definitely think you need to have a conversation because obviously it's something that's weighing on your mind and probably affecting your relationship so I think you have to talk about it and if he cares about you then he'll also make adjustments to make sure that you're feeling good too but I don't know yeah it's hard I feel like also you like you who called in said everything in such a nice way just now in that voicemail like you could have that same conversation pretty well it seems like you're well equipped to have that conversation and i feel like if you already had one conversation about it before and they get responded well enough to you for you guys to keep dating you can probably make it through another conversation with some adjustments yeah and if you're looking for a place to start like honestly you can just say hey i know we've been less intimate lately and i understand that because you are going through so much and i want you to i want to remind you i'm here for you in anything is this impacting, you know, your sex drive? I, there's probably a better way to say it than that. But, like, is this impacting, like, you not feeling as, like, vulnerable, like, open to being intimate? And if you're not, is there something else going on? Because to Hallie's point, it, it could also be an excuse, you know? So there is a root to the cause. If it's the issues that's happening with his family members, 
then you guys can work from there. If it's not, you also need to figure that out. So a conversation needs to be had, and I think it can be done in a very sweet and thoughtful way, which you've already done when with this voicemail. So we're rooting for you. But good luck. Keep us posted. Hope it goes well. If not, great vibrator on Amazon. <laughs> okay, I have a would you rather. Would you rather stay in New York City for the rest of your life but not get to see any of your family that's not in the city or get to see the rest of your family but you can't ever go back to New York? Well, I don't live here, so y'all got this. <laughs> well, take it as Philly. Philly. Um, I would have to choose the first. Like this – the one where I would never be able to go back to Philly. I would have to choose my family and I would leave Philly and never go back. And that would suck. But family's family. It's kind of all you have sometimes at the end of the day. Um, that's really hard. I I don't know. It, uh, but I just, I couldn't like never see my mom again. Like I just couldn't do that. Sorry. I choose my mom over probably almost anything in life. Is, and Philly is, is one of those things that I would choose her over. Where do you want to live long term? I'm sorry that's off, t- off topic, but I'm curious. I've never asked you this before. I don't know. So my boyfriend is from the West Coast. So the dream would be bi-coastal, like have something on the West Coast in California where he's from and then something over here on the East Coast. I love the Jersey Shore. So like if I could plan out a gorgeous like future for myself, it would be to have a beach house at the Jersey Shore and then have a regular house because I love East Coast summers. I feel like, yeah. do you guys love East Coast summers? Like, I feel like East Coast is the best in the summer. It is, definitely. And I would rather, like, kind of be in the West Coast during, like, winter when it's cold and then come back to the East Coast for the summer. And, like, honestly, fall is fun on the East Coast, too, with, like, football season and everything and Halloween. Um, and then you're home for Thanksgiving. So, like, maybe, like, leave Thanksgiving, go back to the West Coast, come back in May for Memorial Day for the summer. Um, I... Would uh, I don't know because I would be happy to stay in New York long term. I don't know when people ask me. I don't either. Where do you want to live? I'm like I literally could stay in New York for the rest of my life, or I could move anywhere. Like yeah. I don't know. What's your would you rather though? Like I know I don't know what I, I mean. I guess obviously I would pick like <laughs> stay with my family. Like we have to really do that. <laughs> But, I'm like, I want to fucking stay in New York. Like, where the fuck am I supposed to go out? Like, <laughs> I could go out a lot of other places. I just moved to, like, St. Peter or some shit. Like, whatever. But I don't want to do that. Um, but, yeah, I guess I'd pick my family. Well, the would you rather isn't real, so it's so okay. Yeah, we're going to be just fine, honestly. I um, I would. I don't even want to be in New York, so I'm out of here. Are you? Are you planning on moving? I mean... I will be in New York as long as it makes sense to be in New York for work. Right. After, like, I want to get a house on a lake yeah. and just, like, vibe. I very much felt, like, this year more than anything else, like, not that I'm planning on leaving Philly, but, like, I felt, like, for the first time, like, oh, I get why people live in the suburbs. Like, it's really nice to live in your city, especially in your early 20s, like, don't regret it all. Love it. I had so many fun memories. I can walk down the street and see all my friends. It's amazing. But like sometimes you just like want to be able to get your mail without it being stolen. Sometimes you just want to go to the grocery store and have a parking spot. Um, so, yeah, I understand why some people are like, you know, we're going to leave the city. <laughs> I want to be near a home goods and a TJ Maxx that I can drive to. And that's that's really that's really it. I've talked about this before. I made this. I think I made a TikTok about this once. There is a new development in my hometown of apartments, and it's above a Home Goods, 
a Sprouts Market, a Lululemon for our active girlies, has a gym, a pool, has a really good cafe, Starbucks. Um, what else does it have? It has literally everything. And it reminds me, are you, do you guys watch SpongeBob? The episode where Squidward, oh, well, the episode where Squidward literally moves into all houses that look the same and he does the same thing every day. And I was just like, I could live there. <laughs> oh, and it's across the street from a Wawa. So, and Chick-fil-A. So you just like, you wouldn't even need a car. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I would live there. I, I like tell my boyfriend all the time, I'm like, you sure you don't want to move to like the suburbs? He's like, I go to school in the city. I'm like, right. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, I'm so far from. I don't know. I like. I just like the good. I could see you never leaving the city. Yeah. I yeah. Definitely stay here forever. I don't know. But also, I, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Are you are you 23 or 24? I just turned 23. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is your time. This is your time to be in the city. Like, you're doing it the right way. Like, I feel like we're 27, and I feel like we're probably, like, we've done our time. And you've moved. You've lived in a lot of different places, which I'm really jealous of, which is cool. Is New York, like, your top? Like, your favorite that you've been in? It's hard to differentiate what's been my top because my mental health has been so different in different places. And there's been so many other contributing factors that I consider New York to be my top. But it's like I've never had better friends, better like relationships, like better like mental health than I have in New York. So it's hard to compare everywhere else because I had other struggles like on the back end. That makes sense. Something that I want to do in 2024 or in a year after, who knows, but like not even just travel more like we have so much flexibility that we can work from anywhere like i would love to do like a month airbnb somewhere and like you don't have to break a lease you keep your apartment you keep all your shit there you pack a suitcase and you go for a month and it would be cool to go to a city like la austin something where there is like other influencers there and an influencer scene to like go to events and meet other people like i would love to do that yeah that sounds fun I feel like I like this year was so weird for me because like this was the first year I didn't have a transition like every year prior to this like 2022 I transitioned from corporate into doing TikTok 2021 I moved to well I moved to Philly at the end of 2020 but I had like that felt like a transition year it was right after like 2020 which was such a transition for everybody then before that I was in grad school before that college high school so like this year felt like really strange to me that like I kind of did the same thing the whole year, like dated the same person, did the same job. Like, and I feel like I'm like missing like a little bit of like that, like novelty that comes with a new experience and like the excitement around like doing something new. And that's something I like want to do next year. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I've had the same where every year I've had the transition. I had a transition this year as well. Not don't, didn't want it, but it is what it is. Yeah. I feel like the same though, like graduating college, all of that. I don't know. Yeah. I was good on the transition this year, though. Shouldn't have made it. Yeah, I feel like I've had a lot of consistency by, like, just staying in one place. Like, I told you guys, like, there's probably, like, an episode about it, like, you and Carly. I told you, like, I might not stay in New York. And you guys were, like, shocked when I was like, oh, I might. It's like, I always move after a year. And, like, well, I was shocked that you would have moved. Like, I, I don't expect you to stay in the city forever, but, like, for the next foreseeable future, I definitely would be shocked if you just decided to randomly move. Yeah, but I like considered it, but like, almost out of habit because I'm not used to being comfortable and having a space that I want to stay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, well, that makes me happy though that like you found that here. Yeah, like yeah. That, that's that's a really good like positive. Like that there's some like it, life's a journey. Yeah. The journey's not always great, but yeah. you know there's a destination to get to. There's different modes of transportation and storms and all that good stuff. So we've done a pyramid ranking. Oh my god! We Is there anything we can like quickly rank? 
trying, trying to like anything like rate the worst text to receive after a night out. Oh, okay, that's, that's good. really good. That's good. Okay, so if you guys are down before we leave, I do pyramid rankings, um, where I usually rank things from like best to worst or sometimes worst to best. But I think a fun one for us would be ranking the worst texts to receive after a night out. Um, I'm gonna start. Should we start with the worst, which would be like the top of the pyramid, or like start at the bottom? The bottom, so like not that bad. Yeah. Okay. Does anyone have like? (laughs) Does anyone have like a lukewarm like not your favorite, but like this could be worse? But I think a general waking up in the morning and seeing like a close friend of yours who you're with last night that just texts you, "Are you okay?" I think "Are you okay?" is bad. How are you doing? Yeah. Did you make it home? I think that's a I think that's a good one to put in the bottom. Did yeah. you make it home? Because it could be they're just like genuinely checking up on you, or it could go, "Oh, so glad you were so fucked up. You were throwing up everywhere. We didn't know you got an Uber with a stranger. Then it gets scary." Yeah. But I think that one I'm not freaking out about. It could have just been you Irish exited, and like maybe they're just curious. Yeah, but there's there's range to that one. There's yes, I yeah I agree. Maybe I would say the next one would be like I'm trying to think like. I saw blank last night, something like that. And maybe you're kind of happy because maybe you avoided running into them. Right. But then it's like, oh, God, did my friend talk to them? Maybe it's your ex. Like, did they say something? What happened? Yes. That's a good one to put at the bottom. Yeah. It's not that bad. Yeah. One more bottom one. Um, But like the worst of the bottoms. mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, The worst of the bottoms. bottoms. (laughs) I'm trying to think of one that's like, I could easily think of one. Hold on. All mine are, like, really bad. How about, you were on one last night. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh once again, sometimes they could just be like, no, you were so funny. It was fine. Or it could be like, oh, I did that. Yeah. You need help. Like, it could be, like, one of those. Yeah. Okay. Mid-tier. Yeah. I know my worst two are. Okay. So one of them could be. Is are you okay one of your worst two? No. Okay, so number three, are you okay? Because that determines that something, with without a doubt, something is making one of your friends or whoever you're talking to at that time question your stability. No, like they, they're they concerned for you, which is not a good feeling. My, so these are my top two. I don't know where to rank them, but it's being sent just my name, nothing else, and call me. Oh, call me is really good. Call me is rough for me because it's like I can't send this to you in a text. Like we need to talk. Like, but what if it's like a, a just a T? I don't know. But yeah, it's a scary. I don't like a call me in any situation ever in life. Like if you just send my name or just send call me, it, it, it could be three p.m. and I've done nothing wrong. It, it, that scares me. Yeah, I get that. But call, call me for me after a night out is the vibe of I didn't want you to wake up to this text, so I need to tell you over the phone. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. I have a few more horrible ones okay. popped into my mind. One, a paragraph to novel of anything, like waking up to just a paragraph or a novel, whether it's even good or bad, you're hungover, your eyes are fuzzy, and there's usually context to it of like, that's why they typed so fucking much. I would say number one, and I speak from unfortunate experience, having any kind of text from you, a parent. Uh, someone in a professional landscape or 
an ex that you literally like not like a fun like oh we fuck when we're drunk like an ex that like you cannot talk to like you probably have them written your name do not talk to you it doesn't matter what the text is that is going to give me the most anxiety that i will ever yeah i also have did you mean to call me that 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 one's also rough for me and my other like if a friend texts me and says did blank call you back those, those two. two oh, well, this is so and good. I'm a big FaceTimer, so like I know if I'm getting those texts, I FaceTime someone way too many times. Or my worst one, honestly, is probably no text, just a photo of you doing something <laughs> fucking awful. Like one time in my friend's kitchen, I made out with this horrible guy, and like I didn't even know I did it. And I'm like looking at the photo, I'm like, oh my god, that's humiliating. Like full lights on, everything. I look fucking disgusting, all of it. like that's my worst one I think also I don't think I've ever received a good text that started off with I know you were drunk but (laughs) that shitting my pants yeah this was good I'm like getting him yeah I'm like I'm not I'm not drinking tonight (laughs) (laughs) well thanks for playing guys that was fun that was so fun good topic too I'm gonna text you the next time I like want to do a pyramid and be like hey have any ideas no yeah you should whole podcast episode like like just doing that that's honestly fucking good we do like a segment every week where we do pyramids but it's it is difficult because like we don't all agree so when i try to like edit it into a video i'm like well she said that's the worst i said that's the best and it gets like messy but we we it's a fun like thing to do let us know what you guys think is the worst text to receive after a night out. I'm very curious. Um, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for coming on, Brand. We're so happy we got Thank to. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Like I, I love coming on, like and having just conversations. I love being interviewed too. But like when we're actually friends, I feel like hopefully this is more organic to the listeners, and they're like not skipping it because they think it's going to be an interview. Like we're literally just talking. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. And you're so well spoken, and I think you have like so many great. Because I, I like also. The duality of obviously you talk about drunk, feral stuff, but you're also like a very smart and like well-spoken person. And I just love that. I think there's also like, there's so many more sides to you also that yeah. aren't seen. But like when we're here, it's just like between us girlies. Oh. <laughs> I love it. We should to between us girlies leave us a rating review and between us girlies rating review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Subscribe to us on YouTube at Delusional Diaries Podcast. Follow our Instagram and TikTok at Delusional Diaries Podcast. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, guys.